Welcome to Diamond Healing Radio with Dr. Anastasia Chopoulos, a powerful and extraordinary healer, best-selling author, and international scientist. Stay tuned to learn how to be vibrant and healthy at any age. Diamond Healing Radio is hosted on the Amazing Women of Power Network, the world's leading positive programming channel. Take a slow, deep breath, then let it out slowly to become more relaxed and open to learn the latest on scientific healing from Anastasia and her guests. Be ready to feel and look better than you ever have before. Hello, everyone. This is Dr. Anastasia Chopolis with another episode of Diamond Healing Radio. And today I'm going to talk about scientific healing. You know, I get asked a lot of questions, and the most common question I get asked is, what is scientific healing? So before I talk about what it is, I'd like to tell you a little story and how, how it all came to be. So about 20 years ago, I had gotten very sick. Now picture this. I took super good care of myself. I ate very healthy. I was a very lean, 117 to 120 pounds. I mean, I'm about five foot four to five foot five, so that was a really nice size for me, and I really enjoyed it. I used to get up and run six miles before breakfast, and at that time, I was living in Germany, and that six miles was over the hills where there are vineyards and orchards, and it was just stunningly beautiful. I had my dream job. I was a researcher at the Max Planck Institute for Chemistry in Germany. I had uh, basically an, a really fat, beautiful research budget. I was married to a guy who I thought was my ideal mate, and I had two young children. And um, all of a sudden, I just started getting sicker and sicker. I had less energy and less energy. I spent a lot of time in bed. I hadn't been sick for 20 years. I spent a lot of time in bed. I had a six-month period where I was more in bed than I was up. And I wondered, how am I going to live the rest of my life like this? How am I going to take care of my children? How am I going to run my research program? How am I going to take care of my house? How am I going to take care of myself? I had no idea. Now, the, the story of living in Germany is really, really important one because at that time, the idea of energy medicine was not a foreign concept. This was in, you know, 20 years ago. This was in 1993, 1994, 1995 when all of this happened and I had just turned 41-ish and I didn't know how I was going to go about it and I went from one doctor to another and each solution was worse than the problem. So I um, fortunately got into a group of really wonderful ladies at a self-help group I was attending and one of them told me, uh, well, you know, I'm doing foot reflexology. Maybe you could come over and get some help with that. So I did that, and I really liked it. I enjoyed it. I learned all about it, how it worked, what, what it did. And I started getting interested in more energy medicine. And my foot reflexologist said, you know, there's a Reiki class. Why don't you come 
And, uh, you know, I think that you're really going to enjoy it. And I thought, Reiki, what's Reiki? And she goes, oh, never mind, just come. I think you're really going to enjoy this. So I went to the class with a very open mind. Okay, you have to imagine, here I am in this really left-brained physics research. I took measurements in the laboratory every day. I, you know, recorded those measurements. I put together ideas as to what was happening in the measurements. And, you know, the thing that I did was I changed the temperature and the pressure on the object and I made uh, measurements of the vibrations of these materials, and that told me a lot about what was going on. So I had a, and I studied minerals, so I had a really good idea of what was going on inside of material energetic-wise. So the idea of energy medicine really, really appealed to me. And I thought to myself, well, okay, let's go see what this Reiki is about. And I came there and realized that I could do all of the exercises they had us doing. This was the first degree Reiki class. I could do all these exercises really, really well and better than all of the other students who um, were vastly more interested in it than I was. I was just coming as a casual observer. And I thought, wow, there must be really something to it. And I started applying a lot of the principles that I learned onto myself to help heal myself. And I noticed and I could feel the energy flowing, but I could not get and fully reverse the problem. And one of the questions I asked, and for me was extremely frustrated, was one of the questions I asked is, How does the energy know where to go? Where do we guide it to? And the the instructor said, oh, well, it knows where to go. It goes where it's needed the most. And I thought, well, can't we tell it what to do? And she says, well, it's not necessary. So that question remained in my mind for a lot of years. But in the meantime... I studied all kinds of other things. I studied nutrition. I studied herbs. I studied allergies. I really embraced the whole idea of alternative medicine. And I went to a a homeopathy doctor. She was a regular doctor, but practiced homeopathy, and she practiced naturopathic medicine. And um, when I went to her, which was often, she and I would have long discussions about you know, what was happening. And she really liked the way that I had compartmentalized it and organized it in a way that I could understand it. But, you know, I told her, well, look, I I work in a laboratory. I'm a scientist. I'm a researcher. And that's how I have to do things. So um, I would try to explain something to her. And then I would draw something off her bookshelf and show her exactly what I meant. And she goes, have you ever read this book before? I go, no, it just seemed like the right book. So she knew that I had a skill of bringing the intuitive together with, um, together with the science. And that has been this whole search for the last 20 years. And um, I felt at that time all the different components of what I was looking for whether it was behavioral, I was in this self-help group, whether it was behavioral, whether it was physical, whether it was um, emotional, 
I went through all of the processes. I went through a divorce. So I feel like I was really well initiated because those were very painful and very difficult years. If you've ever been through a divorce, you know that the death of a marriage is very, very difficult. You grieve through it as if someone had died. And um, it can really hold you back for a long time. So I knew, I knew that there was all of this also happening in me energetically, and I, I had to make sense out of it. So during this period of time, I was tired, I was depressed, I had high blood pressure, I had a giant fibroid tumor, I couldn't digest food very well, I, was, I, had, I developed a lot of food allergies, I had sore joints, I had high cholesterol, and this is someone who was taking really good care of herself. And I thought, just how am I going to really get this, get through this? Because I knew that my, you know, based on my family, I knew we had a very long lifespan. And I thought, here I am in my 40s, I've got, you know, another 60 years to go. Am I going to live like this? So, as I'm searching for this, I solved one little thing at a time. It was like chipping away at the issues. And um, then, then menopause hit. Now, menopause is a whole other story. And your whole body chemistry changes. Things happen to you that you don't expect. You gain a lot of weight. Some of us, some of us don't. Some of us get all dried up. Some of us, you know, we, we, go through these, we go through these problems during menopause. And I also sought a lot of natural help with that. I moved back to the United States in 1999, and I found some really good doctors here in the United States, and I would visit the, them regularly. And there are a couple of questions that always nagged me, and I don't know if they nag you or not, but... You know, you go to a naturopath. Each time you go, you get another set of supplements, bottles, pills, and it's expensive, and you keep taking them, and then the next time you go, and it's a different set. And then you go again, and it's a different set. You go get your back adjusted at a chiropractor, and you keep getting it adjusted. It's like it just simply doesn't stop. And I just thought, why can't we have a way to take care of ourselves that doesn't happen that way. So as time progressed, um, I discovered that there was an energy healing technique in which we could direct the energy. So I learned all that. I learned that from uh, a very brilliant uh, teacher who uh, she and I have parted ways now. But, you know, I, I got that piece of how we can direct the energy to a specific um, gland, organ, system. We can alter our DNA. We can uh, do all kinds of really awesome things and rebuild our body from the inside out. And that's when I started to notice that I started getting healthier and healthier and healthier. So that was about four or five years ago. And um, I was able to lose a lot of weight. I was able to feel way better, you know, wake up energized. And But I noticed that things weren't as effective as they could be. 
So when I opened up my healing practice and I worked on people, help them get healthier and uh, change their lives, essentially, um, I noticed that when I applied the principles of vibrational physics, the kinds of things that I did in the laboratory for 40 years, the protocols that I developed became a lot more effective. They became quicker. They allowed me to develop a lot more intuition, to trust to trust my answers, and to get answers to things. And I noticed how, how effective it was. And that it also protected me. So at the end of nine hours of healing with private clients, if I started at nine and ended at six, which I did some days, I was as energized at the end or more energized than I was at the beginning. So I thought, well, I could, I could make these protocols and realize as a scientist, I would make these protocols in a way that anybody could use them. So I taught this little bitty course. It was a six-week course that talked about some of the really straightforward little principles that um, all energy healers, well, actually all human beings need to know about. Um, I did that twice, uh, once in the spring of 2014 and once in the winter of 2013. And from this course, uh, you know, a number of people have really um, changed. I had three people meet their, uh, out of this course, I had three people meet their soulmates and um, their relationships developed really well. Out of this course, I had one person went go from selling clothing to becoming a full-time healer. Um, I had people whose, uh, whose fortunes have changed, where they became more focused and are developing their businesses really well. And mainly their uh, energy has gone through the roof as long as they uh, continue, continue to apply these principles. And in it, there's a series of practices that they've developed every day. Now, over this last year since then, I have been um, further refining and developing these scientific healing protocols and realized that, that they are unique, they're powerful, and they're very effective. So I've decided that I wanted to teach this again, but in a more expanded way. So instead of being five to six sessions, I am moving up to eight to nine sessions. And I'm going to include a lot of these very powerful protocols in this class. And I'm really, really excited about doing it. So let me give you a little background on this. As I mentioned... You know, I have a PhD in chemistry, it's physical chemistry, and that I've been a physics professor for about 40 years. And I have 50 publications and book chapters on the vibrations and energetics of condensed matter. So applying this to um, energy healing. So what I'm, what I'm doing is I'm going to apply these fundamental physics that apply to the healing world. And um, in that, I want to tell you about energy. 
So everything is energy. We already know this. We've heard this many times. Einstein said it, or he's, he more or less implied it by his famous uh, equation, E equals mc squared. So what that means is energy is equal to the mass times a constant squared, and C is the speed of light. So basically, it means that energy and mass are the same thing. And the way he figured this out, uh, well, one of the ways that actually proved it is when um, radioactive decay was observed, that when there was this decay, the atoms broke apart, and as they broke apart, they released a lot of energy. And the mass that was lost when you added up the atoms, when the mass that was lost was exactly equivalent to E equals mc squared when they measured the energy. So there's several kinds of energy. You can have chemical energy, but if something is moving, we say it has kinetic energy, and it is defined by an equation that E is equal to the mass times the velocity squared divided by 2. So you know that the energy is equal to the mass, is, is, um, depends on the mass and the velocity. If it has stored energy or potential energy, something that's something that's hot, for example, a coiled spring, or something sitting on the top of the ramp. So when you release those things, it will start to move. So that's called potential energy. A battery, for example, has potential energy. When you hook it up, it can drive something or light a light bulb and so on. So that's what energy is about. But the interesting thing about the E equals mc squared, meaning that mass and energy are equivalent, is so what happens with an electron? Does it have a wavelength? Or what about a neutron? These are the mini particles of atoms. And soon they discovered that indeed electrons protons, neutrons, atoms, bodies, baseballs, rocks, it doesn't matter. Whatever, um, whatever particle it was, if it was moving, it had a wavelength. And this, the wavelength depended on how fast it was moving. So instead, we took the kinetic energy that I talked about earlier, and if it's moving, then you have you have a wavelength because um, the primary idea of wavelength frequency, which are um, related to one another, the wavelength and the frequency, is that the frequency is directly proportional to the energy. And if the frequency is directly proportional to the energy, that means that whatever is moving, like in kinetic energy, whatever is moving has got a wavelength. And so that is actually a, uh, a concept that developed out of quantum physics, which basically started from, which developed from Einstein looking at, looking at Max Planck's um, radiation of energy from a hot body. And there was a peculiarity that couldn't be explained by any simple what they call Newtonian physics. Newtonian physics is like 3D physics. You know, um, 
the force equals the mass times acceleration, which is Newton's first law. He had these three laws. And another law is that um, if a body is in motion, it tends to stay in motion, which is called inertia. So you feel inertia if you step on your brakes really fast when you're driving your car and your head flies forward. So your body wants to stay flying forward while your car is stopping. So that's inertia. And, um, and it's also a, if you like, um, try to, to turn your bike and you want to, and you notice that you tend to try to keep going in the same direction. And it's a lot harder to turn your bike the faster you go. And as a matter of fact, you start to tilt over and that's also part, part of your inertia. So there's all these, uh, laws of physics that apply to us even at a level that you normally don't you normally don't understand and so or don't or it's not intuitive so in vibrational physics what we do is that we have a wave interacting with matter or a wave interacting with each other and that has a great deal to do with applying these ideas of of healing and what i found was and a perfect example is you know, when you sleep and wake up, it's governed by a little gland in your brain called the pineal gland. And as you're asleep, you'll, uh, your melatonin, which is something you might have heard of, there are a lot of melatonin pills on the market to help you sleep and get drowsy. So your melatonin is supposed to be going up at night when it gets dark and it comes back down as it gets light. So the melatonin then puts you into a nice drowsy state. The pineal gland will um, secrete it, and then in the morning it's supposed to stop. So in cases of people not sleeping very well or having their sleep cycle off, I would then heal the pineal gland, and one of my clients complained to me, you know what, I couldn't sleep before, and now I have a lot of trouble getting up in the morning. And I thought, well, why don't we apply a function, so just a simple wave, a function to the pineal gland of the brain, and you know, let's see what happens. So I told, I applied this function that went up at night, and down in the morning, and then up at night, and down in the morning. And as I applied that function to the secretion of the melatonin in the pineal gland, it regulated it in such a way that, in one case, a woman who hadn't slept regularly without a sleep aid for 28 years, I asked her to not take it that evening, and she actually slept through the night. And I asked her four months later, and she said she's still three sleeping through the night. And I thought, wow, that's really awesome. So now, as a matter of course, when I work on the pineal gland, which is something that I always work on, I apply this function, and it works every time. So these results were consistent. They were um, predictable. They, were, they helped regulate sleep cycle. For example, I had one client who couldn't fall asleep until 3 a.m. And I applied this very simple principle to the secretion of her pineal gland. And she started going to bed at 10 and waking up at 6. So one thing you might not know, but between these hours of 10 
p.m. to 2 a.m. is when your body is busy repairing itself. And we really need to go to bed earlier and not burn the midnight oil and beyond. I know some of you are night owls, but there are ways to help you, and this is one of them. So this is just a small sampling of the kinds of things that um, you can learn from understanding vibrational physics and applying it to the practice of energy healing. And that's why I'm so excited about this course. And some of the other things that people tell me all the time, oh, and these results appear to be relatively permanent if the person, if you give the person that you get them, you healed or worked on some very simple instructions that helps keep them clear so they don't end up in the same old bad habits. Some of the other things that people tell me uh, about when they work with clients and they're healing their clients is that they feel really drained. Well, client, especially one that's complaining to you, that's why they come to you, they don't feel good, they're complaining to you, we can absorb their bad feeling and or we end up giving our energy away, depleting us. So there's a series of practices that, um, that I employ and I've also taught many people to employ of how to protect themselves from outside influences, from the energies of the spirit world, from the energies of people's bad emotions, uh, there are actually people that I would call energy vampires. Like when you're around them, they're like constantly in this needy state. And in that needy state, they can put their hooks into you and you need to learn how to disconnect from them. And one of the processes that I use all the time is I tell people to imagine themselves in a green blue envelope. And that green blue envelope allows the high energy um, emotions in or high energy, uh, any kind of high energy interaction in like joy, happiness, love, all of those, and blocks all the low energy things such as anger, jealousy, um, you know, neediness, all of that. So it helps protect you. And I've noticed that a lot of people feel way more energetic. They are able to deal with their um, they, some of their clients that some of them, I think they really need to fire, but they are in way better shape. And the basis of that blue green light is actually a filter that's called a bandpass filter that cuts out all the low energy wavelengths. So that's something else that I just love to teach people how to interact with people without ending, ending up getting your entire energy sucked out. And the last thing is that people a lot of times don't even trust their intuition. And some of that is the, the um, white noise in their brains with all kinds of chatter going on. And we need to bring that to stillness so you can actually hear yourself think and be really clear. So if any of you are interested in learning more about this class, please call me at area code 310-692-4036.
That's 310-692-4036. I'd love to have a conversation with you about this and see if you would be a good fit for the class. And I am only offering it this one time as a live class where you'll get 10 hours of live healing throughout the class. And after that, it will be recorded. And the other thing is that at this first offering, I'm looking for 20 people. I have 12 signed up. I'm looking for 20 people for this initial offering. And um, after that, it will be double in price. So I would really enjoy conversation with you. So call me at 692-4036, area code 310. Or if you want to make an appointment with me, go to scientifichealer.com forward slash appointments. That's scientifichealer.com forward slash appointments. Well, we've come to the end of our time together today, and I hope you um, learned a couple of things, a couple of tricks that could help you feel better for the day. And, you know, I welcome any calls, comments, um, emails, anytime. I will definitely answer you and definitely get back to your phone calls. So this is Dr. Anastasia Choplis with another episode of Diamond Healing Radio. I hope you have a great week. Thank you for joining us on Diamond Healing Radio, hosted on the Amazing Women of Power Network, the world's leading positive programming channel. To learn more and get your free healing meditation, go to diamondhealingradio.com. And join us next week to hear more on how you can live a vibrant and healthy life using the fusion of science and energy healing. Until next week, remember to take a deep breath before you go about your day.